Grand Rising, everybody. And today we are going to talk about the twin flame. Now, we've talked about this before in um, our our podcast. We talked about it, um, and I think we sort of hit the surface. It's such a, a huge, vast narrative, concept, myth, story, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's this huge thing, and I feel like more and more people are starting to wake up to this narrative, and more and more people are starting to talk about it. In fact, I was doing some kind of um, YouTube research, <laughs> so I went on YouTube and just kind of—I know it's like great research, right? But anyway, I went on YouTube and just kind of looked, just because I wanted to understand more into the twin flame, what it means for me, my scenario, and in doing so, saw that there were new people like emerging into this field of the twin flame and saw that they had been doing it it was like a month ago six months ago and there's just more and more and more and more individuals that are starting to come out and talk about about it they also have like the twin flame academy like so oh really <laughs> yeah there's totally a twin flame academy so there's always and i think that's probably where all these people are starting their podcasts from because they're reading this book you know on the twin flame and and i think people are starting to wake up and you know, for me, and I think you and I have talked about, you know, what the twin flame is. And, and I think I used the word woo woo so much on the last podcast. But, uh, maybe a little. I, but <laughs> because, you know, it, to me, it's it was at first this woo woo thing. But um, the twin flame scenario, uh, I think it we've, it, there's something there. There's something to be learned. There's something to understand. Um, it helps us to, I believe, tap into these higher realms. Um, and and be able to maybe even transcend these lower chakra systems and kind of move up into these 5d 10d i don't know how many d's there are but <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to understand this maybe bigger uh, macro collective energy that we're experiencing here in this three-dimensional time space um and so a pretty powerful myth story is the twin flame and i like it i'm just gonna say i like it it's given me an opportunity to heal parts of myself that i don't think would have healed had i not had this particular narrative or storyline to follow mm, so agree, yeah. yeah so with the twin flame um we've talked about the myth i know pam had talked about the the myth in our last one so you can go back and find the twin flame podcast i think we'll talk about it a lot more because it's such a huge part of even women of consciousness where we are unifying the sacred masculine and feminine energies within so we're learning yes. to find unity within but also people talk about the unity with another partner and i think a lot of people want another partner that's what i've learned throughout my life in my own personal journey and seeing people, they really want to be with another person. Like we long for another person to be in our life. Do we need that? No. Um, but I think that it's um, important that if we do want to have another person that we actually find the unity within ourselves prior to coming into connection with another individual and that they too, you naturally are going to find someone who's healed like that if you're going through your own healing. And I think the twin flame offers that scenario to really focus on the inner work 
and then to be able to partner with somebody who's working on their inner work so that you have this complete harmonized relationship as opposed to this trauma bonds or whatever's going on yeah. out there. There's so many of those going on, right? Right. Um, absolutely. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I know. We have this so many trauma bonds. Like, and you know, not that there's nothing, there's something wrong with the trauma bond. It's just that um, I think we forget that those are just lessons in our life we're supposed to learn and move on from. And I think we stay stuck in trauma bonds probably a lot longer than we need to. Um, yeah. because we're very hard, subconscious and don't know you're there in one. That's very true. And to, yeah. and to wake up. But but the cool thing with the twin flame scenario is that if you meet your twin, um, they kind of uh, jolt you out of that slumber yes. of these karmatic, karmatic patterns that you're in with other individuals and, and, and such. And they help you to evolve your soul purpose on this planet. So I feel like a lot of people searching for their soul purpose um, might need to actually meet their twin flame in order to wake them up from their slumber. Um, and I'll say this and then, you know, Pam, you can take it away. But what happened with me, I'll just kind of talk about my story and my trigger because I'm on my twin flame journey that I didn't even believe I was a twin. I didn't even know what the heck it was, as you guys might may or may not know. Um, didn't even believe in that. <laughs> I believed I was a lone wolf. I keep telling Pam this. I was lone wolf. <laughs> I was fine by myself and lo and behold, as I was at the pinnacle of my lone wolf self and I was like leading the charge, I got hit like really, really simply by, by quote unquote my twin flame, um, which was an energy that I was I wasn't ready for, but I guess you're not supposed to be. I don't know if you're supposed to be ready. You're not supposed to be ready, I guess. I don't know. It just happens. Um, and what happens for the, the sacred feminine that I'm reading about is that they ignite the heart chakra. Mm. Um, and they open you up for the oh, yeah. children. So there's like this, yeah, there's this like this wave of energy. And so when I met my twin, I started crying and I didn't even know the person. Like, I'm like, what the hell am I crying? I don't even know this person. But I felt like I knew him. Um, and there was a wave of energy that was so powerful, so big, so mag I mean, it was just bigger than I could even understand that I couldn't stop crying. Like I literally cried for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I, it just kept flowing through me. And I was like all this built up energy that I had just like stuffed down in my subconscious, um, just stuck there, just came flowing out. And so I was just like this endless cup of of water right just like just mm. kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and and what it did which which i'm realizing now because there's some things that we can talk about in a, in a while about like what the roles are what i'm learning about roles is um that it woke my sacred feminine up from her slumber which mm -hmm. was a critical piece of my own spiritual healing and i didn't even understand that because i thought it was healed right i'm like I good i'm here right. i'm a low wolf i'm a powerful woman i'm doing my thing i got my stuff together i don't need anybody i'm this independent strong woman and then boom a wave of bricks i'm like what the hell happened um but i was i was charged um in my masculine energy very much because of course we talked about that last time society and the, the, whatever you guys already kind of know that you know it, it, it's a very masculine world we're very much living in this toxic or wounded masculine energy all of us and so 
it literally um, woke my sacred feminine up from her slumber. And now I've been on this journey of really healing that internal sacred feminine energy of like intuition and creativity and nurturing and love and compassion and gentleness and finesse and grace and all these things <laughs> that the sacred feminine holds, which just feels really good. I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, girl. So yeah, instead of being so rigid and like a drill sergeant, I still have, you know, I still have residue of that. I'm always going to, but, but to be able to drop into my heart and all that stuff. And so I feel like that is the role. And that's what they say, the role of the sacred um, masculine and your twin flame is to charge that up and ignite it. And I can go into my story about how pissed off I was about this individual doing that to me. <laughs> and I really tell him how pissed off I was about him doing this, um, uh, which I'll go into later. It's kind of a funny story, but but that is the role. So yeah, so Pam, why don't you give some insight? Let tell me what your thoughts are on that. You know, the role of the sacred feminine and what we are here to do. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think you're right. For certain, there was this um awakenness right the slumbering woundedness of this feminine energy that we carried um even if we weren't <laughs> aware of it i mean my experience is far different because obviously i had children very young and got married and was you know experiencing life from a very young age um in, in that kind of like family institution um it's like 16 when i had my daughter so I had with, <laughs> and I feel like mine's so complex too. And that's the thing with the twin flame. It just gets so complex and entwined and complicated. And this is why we can just go on and on about them. Um, but yeah, mine, I, we hadn't talked about false flames last episode or anything, but that is something that, you know, does come up in my story is, is this like triad um, of dark and light. And so I had a dark false and a true light is how I clarify them for protection of privacy and whatnot. Um, and so I was kind of born into my energies and my stories um, in childhood. And so they played out at birth and then again at like 12 to 15. 12 to 15. Um, and so when I went off and kind of chose the man that ended up being the father of my children and my husband, um, he's very much wounded, controlling, you know, masculine energy. Um, so that hindered me, that put me into, you know, a sheltered, naive, very young, um, girlish energy, right? Like there was no divine goddess. It, it was very much, um, Persephone getting pulled into like, you know, the underworld and, kind of going through and just navigating then what life had for you. And so 17 years of that pretty much. So here I am hitting 30 and I really do equate, equate um, the whole Mayan calendar of like 12, 12, 12, end of the world shift, right? I really do feel like that was a paradigm, um, age of Aquarius, new earth, whatever you want to call it. Like that was a catalyst, I feel, because I was 29, about to hit 30. And I remember having this sudden, massive, like life altering shift at that time where it was like, I can't 
I can't hit 30 and go on with no purpose. Exactly. Right. Like I was a mother and I had, you know, I was in survival mode for my children, but I had no career. Like I was just, you know, assistant management or whatever in retail, like, and it felt soul sucking and, you know, and so for me, it really began this quest of what is my purpose? Like, what am I going to do to fulfill me? Like, you know, beyond my children, beyond this identity as a mother and a wife. Um, and I knew I was miserable. <laughs> it was so miserable. I had become like dead and, and numb emotionally inside. Right. So circumstance led to, um, a re a reuniting, um, with, with the teenage years, <laughs> things coming, right? Because technology advanced. Welcome Facebook. And <laughs> so the age of electronics and social media, right? So that's pretty much where I think a lot of shifts happened for me. And it brought the past rushing back and things that didn't have closure and things that were left in chaos or in question were able to pick up and play out. And there was a lot of healing. Um, but it was a catalyst because I reunited, yes, with my the light, the true twin, and the and he and that instant of reconnection burst open my heart space, like you said. I went from being numb in a marriage that I felt trapped in, that I literally chose death. Um, like I literally chose, like you know, to, to take a divorce and to get out, like a very wounded masculine energy emerged in that process. And I got, fell to the lowest point where the dark night of the soul was initiated that I literally chose to, to die. If that was the case, then, then to go on trapped in that marriage and in that cycle anymore, I couldn't do it. Um, and so in that, the twin flame was a reflection of this empowerment because it gave me like, I don't know. There's so much unknown on this side, but if there's a glimpse of hope and this man is attached to that, then I'm going to take it. And if death <laughs> is a consequence, then so be it. And, and I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you know, and maybe it. that's yeah. the Pisces, Pisces kind of romantic, <laughs> you know, like sprung me from one world <laughs> of into another, but I had just hoped for love. I had hoped for something like, I don't know. Um, but it gave me the power to, to, to stand up for myself and say, like, I don't want to be married. I like, I don't want this life anymore. And, um, and that's been eight years now. And I mean, so much. I mean, the patterns, the synchronicities. I mean, every, like, I am not, like, that girl did die, you know, that, that summer. Um, absolutely. So, so I think to get caught up in some aspects of twin flame myth, especially when people don't understand it. And, and like you said, it, it becomes this, um, ignorance or this so much misinformation that it becomes like a woo-woo myth or hostility. Um, and I think even for twin flames, right? Like I've held on to this. Like I haven't even want to discuss this topic until you come along and I realized, okay, like I am that leader, right? My, my feminine got awoken, went through all of this. So now I can help the other feminine that are behind me in awakening, right? Like I can, I can be that way shower. Um, because it it is so painful, it is so personal, and, and mm -hmm. 
it, it's so karmic and it's you're doing ancestral intergenerational collective work you know and there is love there's unconditional love that's there but there's so much pain and i think yeah there's like the physical manifest world of it and there's the spiritual world and the fact is that like lines get blurred feelings and emotions and energies like they get blurred and you can really lose sight of reality do you know how many times i was like if i you know in another lifetime i would have been in a sale asylum like i yeah. would have <laughs> been i would have been like medicated for severe depression and locked away like i would have you know like i i had suicidal ideation at some points because like i couldn't imagine being stuck in this jekyll and hyde kind of narrative that i felt just so much pain and confusion around i, I would have you know and again that's that darker energy that's part of the alchemical process right because we're then able to transmute and now those processes that once took weeks or months to go through i can shift through in in an hour or or not even feel any heaviness anymore that's something i know we were talking about like we've reached this side in the twin flame journey where you can miss somebody or love somebody and have like fondness and gratitude for what they did in your journey but there's no attachment anymore to outcome and there's no heaviness when, when these emotions come up so yeah. it's a pretty intense it's intense but and that's the thing right is that that is the role so like i think a lot of people especially the women um who are starting to awaken and i think that this is a critical point because i'm seeing more and more women starting to understand the twin flame journey which is i feel is the way to our next shift in this paradigm and and also mm. Um, leading the charge to a new earth and yes. more and more people, the collective is starting to wake up from this, which is really cool where women in this scenario are the leaders of this process. And that's part yes. of what the sacred feminine does. She leads the process. Why? Yep. Um, because she is tapped into the spiritual realm um, and her higher, higher chakra systems where the masculine and so i was kind of just listening to this thing and it made a lot of sense where the man is more in his lower root chakra system um and the material world so he's more about you know the uh finances and the the material stuff and grounding things and and making things material where providing the protecting feminine, <laughs> yeah where, where the sacred feminine is connected to the uh 5d she's or you know the the fifth dimension she's um really up in her higher chakras but what happens with the sacred masculine and this is kind of how you know is that they open up your heart chakra, which is what women have been. So when you think about it collectively, and you know, the fact that we live in this very, very, very male uh, dominant world, our masculine uh, patriarchal model, where emotions have sort of been they, they like cut off the emotion. And it's not just for men, you know, mm. women get also get, um, shamed for having emotion as well which is really the heart chakra it's the heart center well women hold they're still allowed and this is where i i have a lot of respect for the men like i feel really bad for the men in a way because they're kind of stuck in these lower chakra system um 
energy fields and they're not able to transcend it as fast as we are either because even though we're made fun of for our emotions or oh she's on her period oh, yeah. she, she did it. all the things that they say about emotion we still get a pass a little bit of a pass men don't get a pass at all yeah. so yeah. what happens i feel is that when when we meet our our twin um which is supposed to happen it literally penetrates the heart and 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 that's why the wave of emotion just opens up and now for someone who's not really ready for that type of energy which you're probably not gonna be you just don't right. no you're, you're not, not gonna, you're just not gonna be okay and and i think it hits people very differently um yeah i wasn't i thought i was fine right until it like just smack boom right in the heart and and then feeling all of this collective energy from that individual. Like, I'm like, I don't even know this individual. Why am I feeling all of this energy from this person? Um, that it, it is such a huge, vast energy and, and it's supposed to open up your heart. And part of it is not resisting it, but allowing all of that emotion that was like stuffed down to actually come out of you and allow it to, to just flow and come out and for me again i i cried like i just like i was pissed first of all i was really angry at this individual um because like i said i'll circle back to the story what happened you know is that the individual was like saying stuff right that i felt was just inappropriate like um oh we should get married this and, and just saying all this stuff right that and i was like confused by it because i was like well first of all i never wanted to get married i was a low wolf you guys i swear i was like yes i was this woman who was powerful on her own and you know he's saying all this stuff and like he doesn't truly know that i was crying like days before when i met him but i stood up all night crying and i didn't share that with him because I, I was weird. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. What I'm just going to think I'm a psycho. Or you just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's going to think that this girl has issues, right? So, Red flag. so anything, but then he's like, you know, oh, we should get married, this and that. And then after he said that, you know, after he said, oh, we should get married, then he's like, no, I don't even believe in that. Well, you know, that triggered a lot in me. I was really pissed off at this individual. And I said, you know what? And here's the deal with the twin flame is that you will always um for whatever reason because i always had issues with my throat chakra but i just couldn't hold back from telling him what i had to tell him about his behavior usually i would just be like yeah whatever this guy's stupid i'm done no mm. i was like i need to talk to you and it was like i just felt this need to like talk to him about what he did like it wasn't okay um and so i was pissed at him um and what i told him specifically and now i understand what was happening and i thank him for it now is i told him you know when you ignite a woman's flame you have the responsibility to take care of it i said and and see at the point we hadn't even slept together I think we kissed maybe once even. So this is this is how crazy I probably sounded to this guy, right? Because he's like, <laughs> I started crying in front of him. He's looking at me like, why are you crying? I'm like, <laughs> he's like, we're not even doing anything. And then, and for me, it wasn't about the fact that we had done anything. It's the fact that I knew that he was better than that. And that mm. that was not okay. And that he should not be going around doing this shit to any woman, period. Yeah. Let alone me. <laughs> do that to me. So 
I told him, like, you know, you're a good man, right? And, it, you know, and what did he have to say? He's like, oh, what am I in the principal's office? Like, he was like trying to joke about it. And I was like, this is not, this is serious here. This is not a joke. Um, and literally, I don't know that anybody has ever called him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he just sat there in silence, like, uh, oh shit, right? Like she's serious. And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Like you don't, don't be doing that to women. It's not cool. It's not okay. I think you're a good man. And then I just straight up asked him, right? Do you feel like you're a good man? Like, I think you're a man of God. I think you're a good guy. And, um, you know, he was just like, well, yeah. And I said, well, that's not good what you're doing. And, and don't do that to women, period. That's not cool. Yeah. And he was like, okay, like, oh shit. Like what, <laughs> what just happened? And, and then I was irritated by him for doing that to me. Right. Because I was like, dude, I just like two days ago, was crying when I met you and you're doing all this. Like, so I was angry. I was upset. Um, it opened up this emotional channel. But it also allowed me to call him to his bigger game. Um, and I think he kind of freaked out. Um, and I think he realized like, oh shit, like, yeah, I'm I'm not behaving like the man that I should be behaving like. Mm. And he wasn't like, honestly, he wasn't, yeah. that, that's not cool. You just don't do that kind of shit, right? Um, but I was angry at him. And till this day, I was angry at him for the stuff that he does to me, I was mad. <laughs> Um, you know, there's more stories about what happened, like saying, I love you. And then ghosting me, like, I don't know who does that, but whatever. Okay, fine. You've done it. It's mm. already done. Um, and for me though, what I've realized, um, about the masculine and, and the feminine story and the, the scenarios between the two is that I have the compassion now for the sacred masculine and their job. Mm or the women because the the sacred feminine her job right and i like what this woman said it, her job is not to worry about what the sacred masculine is doing that is none of her right. business and, and right. honestly it's you know the the job of the women are to focus on their life purpose yep. their soul journey to reconnect to the divine to bring in this powerful energy, we are leading the charge to bring in this very sacred energy into the collective to heal. Absolutely. And we are doing the healing. And it sucks because we are the ones, it sucks in some ways, because we're the ones who are dealing with all of this like healing shit. It's like, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and 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 that is a beautiful thing. And so now I can look at this individual and be grateful that every time I have my connection with him, every time we are um, talking or connected and we leave and we separate, I do level up, right? And I think yeah. I was trying to understand the distinction between this catalyst. They call it the catalyst twin flame instead of false twin flame because it's not really false in a way that it's more of a catalyst. Right, to yeah. But... Um, I've never had a catalyst. I didn't need a catalyst, right? Um, some people have it, some people don't. But the main distinction that I'm learning from the twin flame scenario or what I'm hearing is that the catalyst um, doesn't, when you leave them, you don't feel like you're growing, right? It almost feels like they're sucking the life out of you where yeah. your twin flame, you elevate into your your next level of spiritual evolution every time you separate. And, you yep. know, with this individual... 
um, that is the case every single time. Because I was like, oh, he's just a false. And I just wanted to get rid of him out of my head and everything and just be done. Um, but yeah, that's not what happens. So for ladies, for you out there, you're not crazy, number one. Um, number <laughs> two, don't worry about what the hell he's doing. Just for, <laughs> worry about what you're doing because that's what you're supposed to do is just worry about your spiritual healing. Um, and whether he comes back or not, does it matter? What matters is that you're evolving every time you have these touch points with the individual and that you're able to expand your consciousness for the healing of all the collective. Right. And that's, I mean, that's huge. So I think with him, you know, cause I was trying to make him my, my catalyst. I'm like, no, nah, he's my catalyst, but I don't even want another flame or whatever the hell this is. Right? <laughs> just, just stop the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then I'm like, well, when I'm looking at the distinctions and I'm looking at what the scenarios are between a catalyst and a real twin, it is true that every single time we disconnect, my consciousness expands. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like yeah. I'm actually elevating because of this, this connection with this individual. Um, and it's far and few between, um, you know, our connections um, and mostly I, in, in the scenario, became the chaser. And I feel like those scenarios with the chaser runner, um, that the chaser, when the woman becomes the chaser, um, that you're pushing your, your masculine energy away further and further, and you're not doing the work you need to do because you got to refocus on yourself and yeah. you're connecting yeah. to the, the sacred masculine within. Um, and you push him away because their job, from what I understand in the twin flame scenario, is that they're there to ground the relationship. So when they're ready, if it is your twin, twin, they will come back and you're supposed to be together in this lifetime or whatever it is. They will come back to ground the relationship. They will come to you and they will ground the relationship. You don't need to go to them. Um, that's, again, not our job. I like the idea of that not being our job because I get to just focus on my internal healing, which is what I've always done anyway. So it feels really good. I can just <laughs> refocus on myself. So right. thanks for my permission. Okay, so I did a lot of talking. So you you no, you tell us. <laughs> um oh. yeah i had some points and then like i kind of lost them no um i definitely agree with you i i totally relate to the um coming together and then you know learning and growing and evolving and then like having that separation because all of a sudden just boom one day you're ghosted um, and so you gotta kind of work through that, but then like I realized, oh, there's massive growth. And um and I I I know I've told you the way that I've been able to see that symbolism in myself and in my patterns and cycles is through the symbolism of the snake and the phoenix. And with the snake energy there's that growth, right? That's when you're just shedding skin and you're kind of letting go. So eventually you'll come to a place where you are no longer the chaser. Um, all those other times you're chasing, you're just repeating the patterns of the phoenix. You're just kind of burning yourself up in the ashes and being reborn to like follow the same loop again. 
you're given the same chances to deal with maybe new triggers that you haven't healed and stuff like that. But like, it's just going to kind of keep bringing you around until you change behavior patterns and you tap into wisdom and you start doing new things. So when you can have the awareness, like, oh, I am a chaser and I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to do this. You know, like that's when you boom, grow and evolve as a snake now. You just shed that pattern. And um, so that's how I've been able. And and like I've told you, like I've gotten rashes. I've had like dry skin or whatnot. Um, my hair will kind of either really, really be growing in. So I have like a lot of spikes <laughs> at my roots or like I'll kind of be like losing, you know, a lot more hair in the shower. Um, so those little body cues even align with those cycles. And so for me, like that's been a powerful moment of self-reflection and awareness and coming into like this standstill moment to reflect on, okay, what did I just learn in that three-month cycle or that six months or that nine months um, that we were able to come into vibrational alignment? And, and that's why you like I was thinking when you were talking about um in the first few days of meeting and your wounded heart is like, you know, all of a sudden bursted open with emotions and his behavior, you know, that he thinks he's being this like probably funny, smart, you know, like charismatic man, but it's like his wounded heart, really, right? Because he knows he doesn't even want to get married either, because you guys like kind of marry each other there, I think, um, if I remember correctly. But um, like, yeah, there, there's that triggering. There is that, like you are, and that's why it's part of that explosion of energy too, because not only is it rushing open, like this high vibration of what unconditional love is, right? Of source oneness, of where we come from and where we'll go back to. So we're we're tapping into that vibrational frequency in the background somewhere while dealing with all these chakra blocks and energy wounds and you know, all these things in our aura, like emotional, mental body, physical body space. So it's a lot of chaos. It's almost like a big bang, like our black holes colliding, you know, it's really what it feels like. And so it can lead to these really dark, depressive states, and they can lead to the opposite of that, where it's high vibrational. There were times where... um we would come into an alignment and it was that reconnection. Like I didn't need to eat and I didn't need to sleep. I was just literally floating through life on this high charged energy and it didn't even impact me. Like I, I didn't feel hunger. I didn't, you know, like I just wasn't tired. Um, so it, so it's beautiful how it can energize you. Um, but I think, yeah, like not getting it, pissed off and angry with the triggers, like you said, but learning to work with them. Um, because I even noticed each cycle, we would be healing triggers, right? But we would also be maybe even like implanting new triggers that would come up the next time around. Mm -hmm. And so in our last cycle, when he, you know, would give a sentence or a word, <laughs> that would be that seed. Mm -hmm. And I kind of caught that awareness. Mm. Um, yeah, because mm -hmm. we're honestly, honestly legacy. Like, you know, I yeah. get it. I totally get it. We're at that middle age point in our lives 
where what's our legacy? You know, I think there's just a natural human ego, um, psychological development that we're, you know what I mean? That we're meant to think about purpose at certain points, family at certain points. And then I think that's why we have midlife crisis, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it, it is like, what am I going to build and leave for the second half of my life? And yep. um and I wasn't going to allow that word to leave a trigger because it's a word that I've been using and saying, and it's been a focus as well. And, and so it's like, okay, like, I don't, I don't know, like, but again, it's like, well, I feel like we have a joint legacy, like that yeah. our power and our energy, like you said, is supposed to be these anchors of this paradigm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm now I'm just doing the work on my own and, and I'm aligning other twin flame soulmates. <laughs> um, yes to help me do the work. Yeah. And I think so. And I, and I'm wondering, like, I, even in this lifetime, because it's, it does. Okay. So that's another thing. There is this very hard place where you feel like you're doing it alone. You get to the twin flame narrative, if, if that's you. And then usually, and I think, I mean, the way I came to the twin flame um, scenarios because I was trying to figure out a way to process my, my what was going on with me. I didn't know how to move it forward. It didn't make sense to me. It was something I never had experienced, you know. And you know, the individual himself doesn't like this, right? Because I um, like one thing is like I always say I love you. Like that's a big thing for me, you know. And when I told this individual like I love you. It was like, well, you love everybody, but I don't think this individual understood that it's a very different feeling, right? And I tried mm -hmm. to explain it, um, but I had no words. I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know how to let them know, you know, it was a different experience altogether of how I felt for this individual. And I didn't have the words for it. Um, so the twin flame journey wasn't something I was looking for. Like I said, I was a lone wolf and I felt good on my own the time. And then years later, I didn't even stumble across the twin flame scenario until maybe six years after I met the individual, because the person moved away. The person doesn't even live here. I don't even. So I'm like, why is the residue of this individual still in me? Like I've been so it's been so easy for me to just get over guys and whatever. I don't care. I'm doing my thing. And I just focus on my life and things go on. And it's like, okay, I process it. They're gone. This person just was always there. Reminder, yeah. reminder. Yeah. I'm like, why is this? So coming to the twin flame narrative helped me to really process things. And you can feel very alone on the journey. But here's the cool thing is like, no, you're not alone. The thing is, is that you there are these individuals who are right now in the chaser runner scenario and they're stopped they're not chasing anymore and so those individuals who have stopped chasing can feel like and it is okay i'm going to say you do it by yourself like you have to process that internal work on your own but right. you have a right. family of people who are processing that work on their own so you're not fully alone and you do have individuals who have information on how to um move that energy through your chakra system how to connect to the sacred masculine that is is bigger than our own understanding right like for me in my journey you know i'm not looking for this individual to show up in the 3d okay it, it, they don't have to show up in the 3d for me um because i am 
fully connected to my sacred masculine energetically. And I can feel it energetically and knowing that and feeling that and, and being able to connect to that gives me a, a sense of security and protection that I need to do my internal feminine work, which is awesome. Now, if the individual shows up in the 3D now, because I was a chaser, I was the one chasing and chasing mm -hmm. Yep. Now, because I stopped chasing, I'm like, oh, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> Forget your shit together. You just need to focus on yourself. That now doing that, if the individual does show up, I'm going to know what it feels like energetically. I'm going to know. And, and he will show up to ground the relationship. But if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like for me, it doesn't matter either way. I don't really, I'm doing my work that I need to do on this planet. And then we have a soul family, just like you, Pam, right? And thank you yeah. for saying that you teach that because maybe you're a twin flame as well. And you know, the scenario, um, hopefully you're in unity. If you're not, that's fine too. But I think with Pam and I too, we're like twins, twin flame soulmates, right? Where we're, we're collectively starting to come together to, to help each other through the process, Absolutely. you know, and, and that way, collectively, these uh, the other half of our soul can awaken as well. And maybe it's, you know, going to go faster um, because of that. But the fact that we can unite as a family and people not think we're crazy, because honestly, <laughs> I would have honestly, I'll tell you this. People who talk like this, like, I again, I had never heard about Twin Flame, right? But people who are like, he's just the love of my life. When I was, young, I was like, oh, my God, like, what's wrong with these people? There could be millions of loves of life. Stop it. You know what I mean? My high school yeah. who passed away, you know, he was a love. And I was like, I could love again, even after him. But yeah, the twin flame scenario is a totally different energetic connection that you, you unless you've gone through it, you can't really, it's not some woo-woo thing. It really is a hit to the heart. When the masculine comes in, it is a full hit to the heart. Like mm. I, I can't, I mean, I, I talk about the crying so much, but I could not, I couldn't understand. Like he literally, and I even told him this, I said, you realize that you have a very strong, powerful energy. And I thought it was like that for everybody that in his life, but I don't think so. I think it was just because he was there to wake me up and he just penetrated my energy field so big that I wasn't even ready for it. I was just like, he pushed out Gilbert, which is, you know, my, my high school sweetheart, boom, completely out of my, my mind, out of my, my, my narrative. And I was like, what the hell is this? I don't even know this dude. Like I met him twice. Like, who is he? I don't understand why I'm <laughs> right. It's like crazy. It's like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this yeah. is weird. And then I'm over here like praying, like, what is this? Help me. And I'm crying and crying and crying and crying. And I think they say that you can, um, you know, you can feel past lives and stuff like that. And it's weird because I don't feel like I have a past life narrative here. Like this is my first round and last round on earth, but wherever our energies came from, um, somehow his family connected to me. And, and so, you know, his, uh, a person that had passed away, cause I felt this energy of a woman that had passed away, mm -hmm. um, circulating. And I thought maybe it was his lover. I was like, Oh, maybe he lost his lover like I lost my lover why am I feeling that that energy and it happened to be that it was his grandmother which is really interesting and she was kind of like they're kind of pushing me towards him like I could feel her energy like help him this and that and the other 
And I'm like, never, I'm so I'm clairvoyant, but I am not one to talk with the dead or have connection. Like I'm not one of those uh, yeah. mediums. I am not a medium, but for some reason, this woman was up in my business. <laughs> like, Grandma, you gotta go. <laughs> uh, I had an astral dream um, with, yeah, his, his passed over like mother and sister and it was a they were bringing me a grimoire and he was in the room just kind of watching and observing um because i couldn't figure out who these two women were and i just from their energy and the way they were i knew it was the crone and the mother and they had this grimoire and i jump up off my bed and i go over to my bookcase and i get mine and like i don't know kind of sit down and then boom dream ends and i'm just like what the hell is that all about when i woke up so yeah it's kind of insane how there are those um spiritual ties because i i had messages too like here tell it like kind of pass pass on this vision or pass on this oracle card reading you know what i mean it was be subtle messages like that that were just like let, let them know <laughs> like there's a power here still guiding and watching that was always attached to a feminine energy yeah it's crazy right so yeah it's like, um, and i think you called in didn't you is it susan susan um because she said her and her husband are twin flames. That's awesome. Completely oh. different world. Yeah. I think you tried calling in um, and we didn't catch it. But if you do want to, we have about a few minutes left. If you want to try to call in again, um, we could, you could join in on the, on the conversation, which is good. I think we need, I think it's cool because I think people are individually talking about like the twin flames scenario. And I think we all need to come into the community and just mm. be like, Hey, sisters and brothers, let's start a twin flame community. Okay, here, watch. Let's see if I can. You're calling in. Hold on. I'm going to invite you in. Oh, shoot. Do it again. I think I just missed it. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, try uh, calling again. Okay, here, we're going to invite you. Let's see. Hi. Hi. Hello. So yeah, this is Reverend Jody Susan Calhoun, and I love the conversation that you're having about twin flames. Awesome. <laughs> Thank so you. tell yeah, me what your definition is of, because yeah, I think we all have different definitions. What's your definition of a twin flame and how's that showing up? <laughs> um, yeah, I just kind of stumbled across this because I couldn't get over something. <laughs> um, um, and I think I'm still exploring what it means for me in particular, but um, kind of the narrative that I like to take is that it is the ability for me to find unity within myself, like wholeness within myself um, and come back into union with my internal divine feminine um, and divine masculine energies so that I can actually live purpose and support the collective in kind of raising consciousness and shifting the, the, the paradigm and the narrative. That's for me specifically. Um, but so that's kind of my definition um pam i don't know if you want to answer that oh uh, yeah no i definitely agree with what you're saying i i see it as a oneness that is split of um a vibrational frequency so like almost like an imprint of a finger it's like your identical match in that level um I don't know if that answers your question or not yeah so it does um so i think that you're both spot on um, my definition, if I may, is, uh, yeah, thank you. So my soul 
split, created my husband's soul, and um, we act as a mirror so that we can heal. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if something's showing up for me, I have to look within myself, like you were saying, to remove that frequency and heal it and become one with the universe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And what a beautiful story, right? I love the story. I'm like, it's great. (laughs) Um, But it's not fun. (laughs) Some of it is just not fun. It's not not an easy relationship. However, it allows me to serve. So that if I handle something between my husband and I, I can then pivot and help the next person through their their journey. Yeah, absolutely. How and yeah, there's no been, fun about it. No, it's not. So <laughs> how long have you uh, been on this journey? Well, obviously forever, but when did you guys meet? Like how long have you guys been in together and how long was your journey? And can, can you give us an idea of what happened with you? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I've been with my, I've been married to him two years and we met six years ago, almost six mm-hmm. years ago. Um, my journey was um, back in 1997, misdiagnosed, over-medicated, 19 drugs, almost killed me. The Western medical community almost killed me. Um, reversed all of the diseases that they caused, which was 29 different chronic diseases wow. using plant and energy-based healing. And now I um, serve the world and teach about toxic free living. Awesome. Wow. That's I love that. So yes. I'm grateful that the doctor did his thing, right? Yeah. And used me as yeah. guinea pig because I can tell everybody what not to do. <laughs> oh, no. But thank God you're healed. And so did you met him on this journey? Like, how did you guys meet? What was your... Like when you guys met, what? How did you guys come together? Well, that's really funny. That's really so funny. I, um, I have a friend who's a chiropractor and a shaman, and um, he said to me when I first met him, "Hey, did you know you have a monk on your left shoulder that's guiding your personal life, like your 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 love life?" And I said, "No," because I didn't know at the time. I mean, now I can see it, and. Um, so what I did was, he goes, well, would you like me to remove it? I said, sure. And so we set up the appointment, had it removed. Uh, two days later, my husband showed up, and that was it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, he has job security. Is right, right? He's 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 amazing. And and now I do that for people too. But yeah. That's cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a fast kind of journey that you guys went on. Did you guys ever go through the phase of chaser runner or that wasn't in your your story? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait, who's the chaser then? Not me. Oh, not me. Well, I got okay. we got married when I was 58 years old. I just turned 60. And oh I'd wow. never been married. And I was used to being independent. And uh, so I was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> oh, there you go, Natalie. There's hope. <laughs> I know. The chaser at home. <laughs> no, but sadly, I became the chaser, which I never was, which is like, what the heck? Did this happen? Um, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> well, I think that we all become the chaser, actually, at some point. Uh-huh. You know, there's uh-huh. a date we pivot. But I don't mm. believe, like, here, here's what I'm going to tell you. 
I'm pretty steadfast and I have really high standards and I have um, expectations about how a relationship should work, which includes respect, love, compassion, grace, you know, but really listening, active listening, and then making agreements so that, um, and then sticking to those agreements. Cause mm -hmm. if you keep on making agreements and not sticking to them, it's another form of manipulation, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I am, um, highly studied in like leadership and, um, effective mm -hmm. communication. And so I stuck it to him until he changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I love that. <laughs> well, but I had healthy tools and then I yeah, had absolutely. good friends that helped while I cried about it. So mm. yeah. See, that's the part. It's the part where it hits you in the heart. It's like the feminine energy of like just crying and releasing all that energy. Um, you know, I think this uh, community, which I've just noticed, it's like, more and more people are kind of waking up to this twin flame scenario. To the what of, scenario? Oh, the, the twin, twin flame, flame scenario. Flame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see more and more individuals kind of talking about it, saying they're experiencing it. And for me, I just like the narrative and, you know, even the myth and all that, because there are things like that you cannot like, how do you explain things, right? It's like, gives us a container, gives me a container anyway. That's how I felt to process the experience that I was going through, which was vastly different than anything I had ever experienced. But I have this whole like container to help me move through the process. Plus, I think a, now a family, right? Like a twin, a twin flame family. <laughs> What's nice to hear from some people that are together in unity, right? Like mm. to be able to have that, that uh, you know, conversation and see where you guys are in your journey and stuff. Because, you know, the separation phase is like murder, hell. <laughs> it feels terrible. Well, and here, here's the key, okay? Yeah. To a twin flame relationship. Sure. There's no blame and shame. Mm -hmm. There are only lessons. Yeah. Yes. So if yeah. we can reframe mm -hmm. and from blame and shame and move into lessons and people don't have to be made wrong, mm -hmm. it provides ease and grace on the journey. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Lots of yeah. compassion yeah. and forgiveness. Uh, I just came well, and I didn't have like two days ago. <laughs> the little for you. <laughs> And Thank, you. You. <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean, but I mean, I didn't have, so um, my, my friend Naima Latif, she's on here as well. She's listening in. Oh, and, hello. Um, <laughs> and so she was the one who was listening to me cry. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, bless you for that. <laughs> yes, Naima, we need that. We need sisters to let us cry. Please help us. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Naima. Can you hear um, this or no? I, th I think she may be in your group in here. She was, she was on the podcast a moment ago. Not sure if she's here. I see her. Yeah, I see her on here. I don't. She hasn't said anything, but, but yeah, I think uh, it's. Oh, look, she wants to call. Let's invite her in. We'll just have yeah, a yeah. whole discussion around all this. For sure. This is what we need. We need all of us come together. Let's talk about it. <laughs> that's what Naeem is all about, right? It's like the twin flame circle. <laughs> totally. So it looks oh, like Naeem is there. 
Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? (laughs) Great, excellent, excellent. So tell us your story of Twin Flame. We want to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, I... um, I think I married my my uh, soulmate, uh-huh. and I'm kind of and, and, and my business partner, my current business partner, I think is my twin flame. Oh, got um, it. And that that's okay. been a very challenging relationship, mm-hmm. and um, yet and it's brought out in both of us all of our hidden fears in life so that we could address them. And, and both, of us, both, of ha- both of us have a fear of emotional intimacy. So that's been mm-hmm. our challenge. Uh, fear of heartbreak, you know, um, these things going all the way back from childhood where both of us had, um, I guess you would say challenging, relationships with our mothers Mm. and so both of us have to face the fear of being hurt by someone who we depend on for emotional support Mm -hmm. yep i can actually relate to this (laughs) yeah it makes a lot of sense for sure yeah. And that's the, the deeper thing of the twin flame. Like that's at the core of it are these core wounds and intergenerational traumas. And I think that's what doesn't get discussed enough is like how the suffering and the pain in the process of navigating this really hits us. Yes. Oh yeah, it hits you to the core. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, those wounds are deep. And so I mean yeah, they're just deep. I mean, it was very difficult for my husband and for me. Mm-hmm. But it allows us to ascend. Yes, absolutely. Yes, the ascension process. So, I, Naima, I'm I'm curious how how is are you feeling like I'm just gonna ask? Are you feeling like you want to be with your twin flame? Like and how, like how is that playing out? Like so, if you have the soulmate. What are they, do they know about it? And then like, how is that scenario playing out for you? Well, that's a good question. Um, now my soulmate, who was my husband for 20 years, he transitioned, he passed away. He's on the other side. Oh, got uh, it. Okay. Uh, uh, 16 years ago. And oh. a few months after, well, let's see, I guess it was maybe nine months after his transition, I met the one who is now my twin flame. And we became instantly very close. And you know how you how when you meet somebody, there's like instant recognition, and that that's an indication that you've had more than one life together, and probably a very intense relationship in other in other lives. Yeah, I, it was just so intense, and you just instantly close friends and a relationship of trust that I have had with no other person on earth is amazing but then it's also been very intense in terms of i mean when we're angry at each other it's anger you know rage mm-hmm. you know so everything is just extreme in terms of the intensity but all of it brings to the surface our deepest inner childhood wounds 
Both of us dealt with, you know, mothers that were very verbally harsh. Uh-huh. And so that that in itself creates certain kind of personality disorders in you because you're yeah. living mm-hmm. you kind of avoid that ever. It's so painful. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and that's yet, right. you know, we we just we had the closest friendship and companionship and I mean this is a whole story about the relationship between my husband and I that continued even after his transition. But my husband, uh, he was such a, a, a powerful soul that we were able to continue our connection even after his transition. And he would encourage me by, you know, telling me just to be patient and to understand that this person in my life, this new person in my life, was deeply wounded, but he's a good person, you know? And so mm. this, this is just such a, a, a mm. an interesting evolution that I went through and I'm still going through. So now, mm-hmm. now I think that both me and my twin flame are at the point where now we have healed our wounds enough where we can have a trusting relationship. Cause both of us have kind of avoided it uh back and forth first we're together then we're not then we're together then we're not you know and yeah. you know all of our <laughs> friends have watched the drama over the last 15 years and they laugh about it you know <laughs> oh i know yeah <laughs> but in the journey yes so i think now we're at that point where we understand it we're 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 good for each other when we are healed yes. and uh, so now we can perhaps yeah write a new chapter in our relationship that's awesome so you're like at the point of unity is what they call it like you guys are ready to come together that and that's the hardest part i feel of this journey is like you have to heal the karmatic patterns the intergenerational trauma you have to heal i mean it's like it's all of this stuff that just, like you said, surfaces. And, you know, I think for me, I think I, I resonate with you in terms of the mother, um, you know, the, the healing of the mother, right. These would be the sacred feminine masculine energies that we, we experience. Right. And the mother being the hardest one to kind of heal from. And, you know, that's, I feel like that's kind of the last step in some ways. I mean, I'm not sure if that's true for everybody, but I do know that, because we come from the mother, you know, she kind of gets the blame for everything. At the end of the day, we're kind of like, oh, it's my mother. But I feel like, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at in terms of like, I think that's where I showed up as a chaser because I was chasing my mother's love my whole life, chasing, wow. chasing, chasing love. Yeah, just constantly chasing love. And I'm like, yeah, I just got to stop. What am I doing? I wasn't even chasing men or anything. I was chasing my parents to love me. And, yeah. you know, and now but that's, that that, that's, that's, that's what, that's, that, that's what needs to be healed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, exactly that's right. a ticket. Yep. It is. It is. And I'm learning so, that. Oh, wow. May I? Is that okay? Can I? You're, you're okay. Not. So. Mine was a little different. different. Mm-hmm. My mom was an expert at holding grudges. And so guess what I brought into the relationship? Uh-huh. Oh, once you make a mistake, you're damned for the rest of your life. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that is so not okay. No, no. 
And so when we, and that's a beauty. So we, you have to be brave enough. My birds are piping in. They're piping in. <laughs> you say you might want to explain who's giving that commentary in the background. <laughs> yeah, so I have two parrots, Bagel and Tinkerbell. They are both healers and intuitives. Oh, and, um, they're amazing. They're on our podcast. So, oh, um, so they used so, to being able to contribute. Yeah, they used to like, hey, it's my turn. Seriously. So what do you want to say, Fagla? <laughs> Thank you. So what she's saying is Mommy released the grudge and she goes, and so do other people need to do this. Yes. And replace holding a grudge with forgiveness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. She says, when yeah. you forgive what how, what do you say hold on a second she says forgive yourself first then forgive them she goes you can't forgive others until you forgive yourself first oh you're wise <laughs> she's wiser than me i'm gonna tell you <laughs> she runs the show uh, that's great that's awesome. so thank you, you <laughs> yeah so you you guys um Naima, you guys have your podcast. Do you guys podcast together or do you uh, have your separate podcast? Yeah, we've got uh, seven days a week. There's a we yes, yeah. Naima, I'll let you explain. Yes, 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 right. Yeah, it, it, it's together, but it's each each host has their separate. We have a whole team of hosts that come on, and Jody's one of the brilliant women that shares her healing uh, modalities every mm. Tuesday. And of course, we're going to be um expanding to the podbean platform and so awesome. uh, welcome okay. <laughs> yes yeah that's awesome i know i look at you guys i can tell you're collaborative people because somehow you ended up on here collaborating with us which is really right awesome. love, it. love it yeah it's that collective energy <laughs> we're pulling you guys we're pulling each other magnetizing yeah. each other <laughs> well so we were trying to figure so right now we're on blog talk and blog talk has i think has shadow banned and in addition, Blog Talk, just their technology isn't where it needs to be. And so Naima's, it's really important to Naima, like it is to you, I believe, um, to have people collaborate, talk, and have their voice heard. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we were trying to figure out how to do that on Podbean. I've been working with Podbean for two years, and but I didn't use the app and I didn't use the call-in feature. And so I said, well, let's find a show that we like and let's call into their show. <laughs> and I saw Women of Consciousness is live now. So I said, sounds good to me. She sounds cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. awesome. that's awesome. Oh my God, I love it. Oh my God, it's so perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's so perfect. And you guys, you know, always welcome. I love to, to have people come in and, and chat and stuff. Like, yeah, they're always welcome to come on here, right? Because that's what we need um, collectively to work together to, to talk. And, you know, we all have our own narrative, our own story. And it's very helpful, I think, for others to hear different perspectives because we all, like, people pick up different things from different people. And so, you know, sometimes the way I say it might not resonate the way Pam says it, it might resonate or, or you know, vice versa. And I think it just gives a, uh, a bigger narrative to the collective, right? It's like being able to tap in and really, um, and share our gifts too. We're at that kind of point where we kind of, there has to be a collective community sharing 
ideas and, and gifts with each other. You know, I think we're ready for it. I feel like we're ready for it collectively, mm, you know, instead of these individual narratives that it's like, Hey, I have the way. No, there's many ways. And so it's no surprise. I connected with you really. Yeah, no no. Surprise because here's the thing, you know, I teach about food is medicine. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh -huh. amongst other things, like, so my, my platform is emotional healing through Mm -hmm. toxic free living and then my show title is self cell care right right yeah and, nice. uh, thank you and the everyone's got this thing oh don't eat this mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. like no find out what's good for your body and eat that <laughs> but don't tell somebody else not to eat something don't vilify it don't demonize it find mm -hmm. out what serves your physical body make sure it's toxic free and do that mm -hmm. that's awesome i also it's kind of funny you bring that up i know it's kind of a little bit off topic but not maybe not because it's women of consciousness but i i actually do nutrition coaching myself really? and um mm -hmm, yeah but you know it's not it's more of like macronutrient kind of stuff so it's not necessarily the holistic but i um but i absolutely have healed myself through food um as well and then i believe in that you know what i mean um i like you were talking about overcoming some of like they they didn't put me on medication but i myself have overcome addiction of alcohol pills all that kind of stuff as well so been clean for a very long time i want to say about 12 years now and well, first um, of all congratulations yeah you know i, I actually cater to the addiction community mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. once you take a look at your food supply, food supply, yeah, you can see there's this thing called the bliss point. If you don't know about it already, are you familiar? I don't know about it. Look it up. The bliss okay. point. It is the formula for addiction that's mm -hmm. in our processed food. Okay. Ooh, I'll wow. have to look that up. Appreciate yeah. that. I'll take a look at that. And when you guys um, get your, you know, pod being up and running, if you don't already have it up and running, I'm hearing that you guys are just going to be setting up your podcast on Podbean. Is that correct? So mine's been up well, for yeah, uh, two been years. up for a while. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then, and then, and then I, I just might... uh, shared. I mean, I just uh, um, let's see. I've, I've um, so I have. Um, uh, liked your your podcast, so I should be. On yeah, I'm following people. it too. Yeah, I'm following. Okay. Yeah, I'm following Good yours. Or, uh, and so we'll make sure. Now you're on what days of the week? We come in, we come on Tuesdays typically. Um, okay. we just do once a week right now. Um, okay. I used to do this transition. I used to do spirit and coffee like five days a week on here, and then we transitioned into women of consciousness as a partnership. So Pam and I, our business partners came together. Um, and now we're just doing it once a week um, on Tuesdays. And it's kind of, we, sometimes we go a little earlier, but um, that's kind of our day to work on the company. So sometimes we do a, we do a lot of talking before we get on here and then, and then we get on here. So, you know, to share. But, um, but you guys are always welcome to come on. I mean, we're going to cover many topics. I think the twin flame topic um, is something that I feel needs more 
time to be spent on because I feel like some something about me says that the collective is waking yeah. up to this narrative. Like yeah. more and more people are talking about it. It's just becoming, and I think people get misguided a little bit with with it. Mm -hmm. um, but and then I also feel that people need support if they're in a separation phase how yeah. to process that and and feel like they're not alone because i think in that phase we feel alone it, it's yeah. just it, it can be very hard to deal with it and and i think with pam she's she went before me with her twin flame journey she's been helping me kind of process <laughs> thank god i have her to listen to me just kind of like you two have each other but i'm like i don't know what i would have done if i didn't have pam i think i would have probably ended up in an insane uh an insane asylum. <laughs> see right i told you it's just part of the journey <laughs> you're gonna end up there eventually or you did oh, before you know, so they, they did put me there. No, I'm just showing. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> they they yeah. didn't. They, well, they tried to. You know, that's what they do to our healers, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. So you yep. have a mental yep. illness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the cool thing is, so Pam and I both received our, just so you guys have a background and for the listeners, we both received our um, master's in consciousness and transformative studies. That's where her and I met. Um, and then we just graduated with our master's and then I'm going to get my PhD in consciousness and society. Um, and so, you know, the, the array of topics that, you know, we can discuss on here are just, you know, it's, it's endless and you're absolutely right. It's the heal, the healer. I would say the spiritual warrior, the, the spiritual healer, the wounded healer, um, journey. You know, all the archetypal energies that that come through um, to talk about it. Um, but I think we're really in a twin flame kind of season. If if I'm looking at it from at least from my my experience, I like YouTube just came out with a bunch of new people talking about the twin flame about a month ago, six months ago. More and more people are getting on there and starting to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's this collective awakening. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, because the consciousness has been raised. Mm -hmm. And how do I put this? Um, for people to really raise their own vibration, they need to find their twin flame, heal mm -hmm. those wounds. And so now is the time yeah. to pursue that and heal. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And it's, you know what, it's what a blessing uh, for you guys to show up here. Because mm. now we've just doubled. <laughs> Maybe it'll be an exponential thing, right? <laughs> it's a God job. Uh, yeah. Send out the is. ripple waves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, what a beautiful thing that you guys showed up here. We, um, we appreciate you and we'll follow you guys as well. But if you guys ever want to hop on here or even if you guys want to reach out and just do, you know, a, a chat on here as well, you guys are welcome to come on anytime. Um, yeah, likewise, I'd love to have you as a guest on my podcast. We do both Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, and then it gets distributed, you know, everywhere where you mm -hmm. where you have mm -hmm. pod, where you have podcasts. Yeah. So I'd love to yeah, have I you on my show. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I think there's a way for me to share with you on without sharing with everybody in the world. I'll just put this as a message. So I'll send you my email address. Okay. Oh yeah. Perfect. That sounds perfect. 
Um, so there you have it. I think we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Um, we usually try to stay about an hour. <laughs> it should be smaller, but we like to talk. You know, that's secret feminine. We like to talk. Um, <laughs> I have your email. Um, and then let's stay connected. Um, yes. and, then, and then we can get on these things. And thank you guys for sharing. Um, I think we're going to continue with the tr uh, twin flame, um, uh, the twin flame uh, narrative moving forward because I think we need to, there's a lot more that needs to happen, I believe, and discussed around it. Um, and then hopefully you guys can just come on and be guests and talk about your journey as well. Um, yeah, we'd this, like to have you. I'd like to have you on my show to be a guest and and uh, you know talk talk about it. I mean, I mean, that would be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. As many people as we can reach, right? That's the right. that's the goal. Um, together, collectively, what a blessing! Thank you guys so much for yeah. Coming thank you. It's been so fun. <laughs> oh, thank Sharing you. So your stories, your birds. Tell them we love them. We send them lots of love. Thanks for their <laughs> messages. Um, she says and, she and, loves you too, and she uh, says she says now tell her I'm the one who rules the roost, and this is Tinkerbell, and she's saying because she's a fairy, and so she's like tell her I'm the one who sent you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's holding her head up high. Wait to see what they look like. They're gorgeous. Oh my god. Oh. We'll connect offline. All right. That's so awesome. cool. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Have a good day. We'll Take talk care. to you guys soon. Bye. 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 Bye.